Hey, y'all played a heck of a game out there. We may not have won, but y'all definitely succeeded. I mean, you gave the champs 90 minutes of hell. Zero, where you at? That dude had more saves than a Baptist preacher. Give it up for Zero. Yeah. That's right. What about Roy? Roy chased down his grandson, <laughs> stopped him from getting an easy one. Now look, this is a sad moment right here for all of us. There ain't nothing I can say standing in front of you right now that can take that away. But please, do me this favor, will you? Lift your heads up and look around this locker room. Yeah? Look at everybody else in here. And I want you to be grateful that you're going through this sad moment with all these other folks. Because I promise you, there is something worse out there than being sad, and that is being alone and being sad. Ain't nobody in this room alone. Gets me every time. That speech was from the end of Ted Lasso, season one, Jason Sudeikis crushed it. And we are headed into season 29 ever of the Premier League. And this is a special episode to reflect that. You're not gonna hear from us. You're not gonna hear from me, Eli, the two Maxes, the footy fellas. You're instead gonna hear from our Fofs, the friends of footy fellas, 10 of them, are gonna tell you about their favorite teams. They're gonna tell you how they're feeling about the season, whether they're excited, worried, nervous, all three of those things. And they're going to be some short clips. So it's a fun, rapid-fire episode. You'll hear from some of the community because that's what we're all about. You know, we want those same family vibes that Ted Lasso is giving off. Hope you are excited for this Premier League season and enjoy. Everyone, my name's Teddy. I'm a big Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers fan, and uh, yeah, this season, looking forward to it. We got a new coach in Bruno Lodge coming in. Uh, he's implementing a different style of football, uh, much more high press, kind of you know, less of this counterattacking, more, more, yeah, more trying to keep the ball a little more attacking. Oh, I'm really excited to see Francisco Trincao from. Uh, Barcelona come in on loan, see how he does up top with Rama uh, Traore, Pedro Neto, and Raul Jimenez. Uh, you know, a couple weeks left in the transfer window, still seems like uh, Adama Traore and Raul ne or, ooh, and Ruben Neves will end up staying for this season. Um, so that's looking promising, but we, we probably do need to sign one more center midfielder and a center back as well, uh, just to kind of get some different uh, styles of play in. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. I don't think we'll be in the relegation battle, but I don't think we'll be fighting in the top ten either. I think uh, 13th or 14th place finishes is what I'm expecting. But, yeah, just being able to watch some new kind of attractive football compared to awful year we had last year is, uh, yeah, something I'm looking forward to. Hey, footy fellas. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit. My name's Bobby Martin, and I've supported Arsenal pretty much since I was little, and I thought that the first Gunner logo was pretty cool. I'm excited about this upcoming season, but I really do think that we need some better strategy to be able to unlock this team's potential. I'm a supporter of Arteta, and I really do think that he's making positive changes to the culture of the club, but we need a better showing than preseason to make any kind of real challenge to this title. 
Since it's looking like Arsenal's not going to get any of their other transfer targets this window, we need to look at some of our existing players. I do think Emile Smith-Rowe is going to be great at the starting number 10. I just hope he's not too young and he can still keep that confidence that he had this last season and with this new contract extension to push him through. Of course, that only works when we have a solid defensive mid. So hopefully Xhaka and Party can be able to hold down that line while we can push the attack with ESR. I think Pepe is poised for a really good year this year. He's finally settled in and I can see him scoring a lot of goals and also providing a lot of assists. The striker situation is what I'm probably least excited about. Even though Aubameyang and Lacazette are top quality players, we need to see how they fit into this type of style. One player that I'm really excited about that's new in this transfer window is Ben White. I think we've had a really spotty back line in previous years, but Ben White should be able to secure that. And I think he'll fit really well into our Teta ball and be able to link up from the back with our front line. Last but not least, I'm always excited about Kieran Tierney. I think he's a solid player and really will fit well in with with the rest of the link up play, be able to provide those creative crosses. We just need someone to finish them on the other end. Now, obviously, you hope your team wins the title, but if I was to be realistic, I'm thinking Arsenal's going to finish fourth. I know that's been a huge joke for a while, but after last season, finishing fourth would be an improvement. Overall, I'm feeling pretty positive about this upcoming season, and I do think that Arteta has a lot of work to do to be able to get us where we need to be, but I do think he has the potential. Hello, footy fellas. It's Derek Grammer here, back again, former um, guest on the show. I'm here to talk as part of the Premier League opening episode uh, about Brentford Football Club. Now, I know most of the segments could be folks who are diehard fans of their teams. I'm actually a Stoke City fan, but uh, the, the footy fellas have tapped me as a lover of analytics and a, a fan who a fan of, of everything Brentford's been building for the last, I don't know, five or so years to uh, speak a little about the club. So here I, here I go. Uh, club is founded by a former gambler or former and probably current professional gambler, Matt Benham. Uh, he also owns FC Midland in the uh, Danish league. And the two clubs have operated in like, a very unique way in terms of, of how they've sourced players, invested in, in players, and really have foregone the academy route that a lot of clubs use in favor more of picking off uh, perceived failed talents out of, of the bigger clubs' academies, most name, most notably with their current roster, uh, the, the Josh De Silva's of the world, who never really were in Arsenal's future plans and therefore were right for the taking. Um, Brentford is, it, it's exciting to have them in the Prem. Uh, they arguably should have been in the league last year. Uh, Fulham played the best game of their entire season in the uh, championship playoff the prior year and really were not the better team all season and clearly showed given how quickly they're relegated um but brentford's built pretty much in the opposite way there's there's not a lot of wasted capital on the brentford side their off-season signings um frank and frank and yeka from uh, that kind of midland pipeline uh, he's a nigerian midfielder quite talented um nicknamed frank the tank actually just for how how his ability to knock folks off the ball and win the ball back for his side. Um, and more notably is Christophe, Christopher Ager, who those of you who know Norwegian soccer would be extremely enthused about given how solid of a year he had at Celtic last year and how he's basically poised to be Norway's kind of starting center back and captain back there for a while. So he a, a great signing for Brentford, a player I'm definitely watching out for um, on the defensive side as well, just to make sure that the, the fort's held down 
I mean, if you do look at things from an XG perspective, it's it's much easier to lose games by conceding too much XG than it is to win games by creating. Uh, hence Brighton last year. <laughs> um, and so, when you're if you if you're able to build a team that's defense defensively solid, that kind of enables you to do whatever else you're trying to do. Um, in terms of table, I. I have not finished my numbers and my projections for this upcoming season yet. So admittedly, I can't give a formalized, definite position projection for the, for the Brentford Bs. However, I would, I would probably lean upon Brentford definitely not getting relegated. Uh, there's definitely at least three teams that I'd say are, that are worse than them. But I'd also say making the top 10 is probably a stretch. The first year, I, I think this is definitely a, a proof of concept type year for the Bs where they can showcase how their their efficient ability to stay in the league and hopefully use that prem money for the next season onward uh to to further bolster the squad in a similar way to how aston villa has in year two versus year one um i, I think somewhere in the range of, of of 13th to 16th is where you can probably expect brentford to finish um but look for look for a team that plays fun and enthused football thomas frank's a, a solid manager he, he's tactically savvy and I'm just really excited to see how they approach the 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 prem. Uh, it's 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 uncharted territory for these guys, so it's completely going to be a a fun experiment. And I I hope hope you all new prem fans jump on board to the bees wagon. Um, shout out uh my Wesleyan buddy Charlie Gruner who got me on this team a couple of years ago following them. Uh, him and I have been the actually are both bees car fan card holders actually so um we're looking forward to the season let's go bees my name is noah i am a chelsea supporter and i would say that i'm fairly confident for this upcoming season i think uh finishing the season as strongly as we did uh the club's gonna have a certain target on its back for sure and there's obviously no guarantees when it comes to the prem but i'm fairly confident that we'll finish in the top four and hopefully push for a title um as far as players i'm looking out for i would say uh if this lukaku deal goes through i think that's going to be really interesting I think if he plays even close as well as he did for Inter last season, then that would put us in a really good spot. Um, I would say my favorite player is probably still Angolo, just because he's Angolo. Uh, it's not really anything else to say about that, but uh, it's going to be really interesting with the Lukaku thing if. You know, Timo, Werner, or Pulisic's minutes go down, or who's gonna, you know, who's gonna be in the squad every game? That's gonna be really interesting. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to the season in general. I think it's gonna be a good one per usual. Hey, Footy Fellows Podcast. My name is Sam Bright. I'm an avid Aston Villa supporter. I really think that this season is going to be make or break for a lot of the players on the squad that were here last year and the year before that to kind of prove that they are Premier League quality without Jack Grealish in the squad. We've recruited really well this summer, and I really feel like we could make a potential push for Europe this season. I'm excited uh, to see how we kick on. Obviously, losing Jack Grealish is going to be hard, but... 
I think most of us were expecting that uh, either this year, honestly, last year, or if not this year, next year. Um, so it, it's going to be a really exciting time to just see us kick on without him. Uh, a new signing for everybody to watch out for is obviously Emmy Buendia. He's kind of been penciled in to replace Jack Grealish's creative uh, numbers. He obviously did really, really well in the championship last season. And I really feel like he's going to, um, with it, with a year in the championship and how he played so well, I really think he's going to translate well to the Prem. My favorite player on the team is Bertrand Traore. He is just saucy. Uh, he just the, the goals he scores are always top quality. And I think he um, he's obviously someone that is pacey down the wing. Uh, another one of my favorite players is Trezeguet. He's been injured uh, for the past maybe half a season, but without his goals at the end of last season against Arsenal and uh, Crystal Palace, three goals in two games, uh, we would definitely would, would not have been playing Premier League football last season. Um, I honestly think we're going to finish anywhere between 6th and 10th this year. We've recruited really well Danny Ings, Leon Bailey, Emmy Buendia, one of the best defensive records in the league last season that didn't lose anybody. Emmy Martinez is coming off a golden glove in the Copa America. I'm really excited. I think we can push for Europe, but I won't be too disappointed if we don't. As long as we finish top half, uh, I can consider this season a success. Hey, my name's Johnny McConnell. Uh, I support Liverpool FC. Uh, I'm feeling pretty excited about this season. Um, last season, lots of injuries, but um, so many new folks and so many folks coming back from injury. So I'm super excited. It feels like a new team entirely. Um, and I think a player I'm really excited to see uh, is Diego Jota. I think he's super solid and he's going to have a breakout season this year. And then also uh, the new defender, Kaunote. I don't know if I said his name right, but he seems very good. Um, honestly, I think uh, we are definitely going to get top two. Uh, either we're going to win it or we're going to get in second place this year. Ivan Victor Parfenoff, and I am an Arsenal AFC supporter. How am I feeling about this upcoming season? I don't feel great, and I think I think I'm well justified in not feeling great. Worried about the manager Arteta. It still seems like he's a little out of his depth. Um, haven't very made very many changes. Um, during the transfer season, we're still missing creativity in the midfield and, um, you know, it doesn't look likely like anything's going to happen at the end of the transfer window. So it could be another long season of scoring very few goals. Um, players to watch out for, um, I think, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, people know him now because he had, he had a good season. Uh, he came into form in the winter, and I think people started to catch on to him, but I think I think he'll have a strong season, starting more often, playing.
playing more games. I expect, I think he had a, a come up season last year, but I think he's going to have a breakout season this year. I'm going to predict um, five goals and 10 assists for Emil Smith-Rowe. I think, I think he's going to have a breakout season. Bukayo Saka is going to be finishing those passes. Lacazette's going to feast. So I, I would look out for Emil Smith-Rowe this upcoming season. And what position will we finish? Charitably, I'm going to give us sixth. Realistically, I'm going to give us seventh. Hi, my name is Pete, and I support West Ham United. Here I am, alone in my room, talking to my phone, thinking about the upcoming season. Uh, as a West Ham supporter, there's not usually a lot to go on in terms of transfer news. I often find myself going to the transfer market website and refreshing the page, the West Ham page, just to see if there's maybe a new rumor. Um, and I don't have too much to talk to you guys about uh, when it comes to that this season. But we certainly do need to sign a striker. Um, we did last season, Sebastian Allaire, and ended up selling him to Ajax for a loss. Um, so you hope that the Hammers can you know, kind of find a striker that can be relied upon. Um, each week, I think you know, Michael Antonio has a very high XG. He's he's been above and beyond a utility player for the team, and, and kind of found that role in the striker position the past couple of seasons. Um, you hope he can keep up his productivity, um, but he is technically injury prone. So we do need some backup in that position this season for sure. Otherwise, we find ourselves in the unique position of hoping we hold on to. A uh, current player who's done extremely well, Declan Rice, uh, especially given you know the hype around England and, and their performance in the Euros. Um, I keep seeing his name pop up in the news, um, reading about Manchester United and, and Chelsea transfer rumors. So hopefully you know, West Ham can hold on to him this coming season. He's vital to, uh, to the midfield and our defense as well. Last but not least, I'd be making a grave error if I did not mention that this is Mark Noble's Last trip around the sun in a West Ham shirt. Uh, he's ending his professional career after this season. He's been with, with West Ham almost all his professional career. I want to say 17 seasons now. Um, so, you know, for his sake, I hope it's a good one. Uh, Lord knows he's waited long enough. You know, looking back on, on the previous season, um, when we were previewing last season, I was all doom and gloom trying to predict where they would finish in the table. I think I would I would like to see West Ham be a little more proactive in their signings in the summer transfer window. I think sometimes we rely too much on, you know, assessing where we are uh, sort of in that January transfer window and trying to make signings then. For me, I'm staring down the barrel of a, a season without Jesse Lingard. Now, he was he played a large part in our success last season doesn't look like we have any chance at getting him back but that's all right it's easy to fall into the trap of focusing too much on the summer transfers i'm just gonna let Moyes take the wheel and issue a friendly reminder to everyone that west ham is now a europa league team baby let's go this is mike here uh michael belzik i am a uh, i'm a big chelsea fan very excited about the upcoming Premier League season. Uh, my favorite player on the team is probably Cesar Azpilicueta. 
secondly, probably Mason Mount. Um, and yeah, very excited for the coming season. Uh, Chelsea didn't need to do a ton of business this offseason, in my opinion. It seemed like they needed to sell more players than they needed to buy. Um, and hopefully they get some more sales, get some, uh, get some of those players out of there because I think they're just, it's a bit, the roster is a bit crowded, a lot of attacking talent um, for a team that plays a somewhat defensive formation for the most part. Um, players to watch out for are looking like Lukaku could be coming to Chelsea, uh, which would, uh, would be a pretty massive signing. Nice to have him back after, what was it, like eight years or so off the job. Um, yeah, in terms of predictions for the upcoming season, if Lukaku does in fact come in, if he's cleared from his from his medical, I think Chelsea, I mean, would definitely have a, a shot at the title. But I'd say, I mean, Chelsea will, they'd still be happy with the top four finish, I think, with some teams spending a lot. So Man City, obviously, Grealish, and maybe Kane coming in. Who knows, even outside shot of Messi coming in. Uh, so, and Liverpool with Van Dyke coming back. Manchester United with Sancho um, and Veron, you know, there are a lot of clubs to take getting a bounce. So I think uh, I think Chelsea would definitely have a, a shot going for the title, but I think they'd be happy with anything in the top four. I'd say would love to see him finish in the top two and make another run in the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, very excited about the season. Very excited to see how they do against uh, Villarreal this week on Wednesday in the UEFA Super Cup and uh, on Saturday against Palace in the season opener. So, hope you boys are well. Excited to listen to this uh, this podcast you got going here. Hopefully you don't have to edit out too many stupid things that I said. This is Patrick Kelleher. I am a uh, Arsenal supporter. I am, as with most uh, beginnings of uh, Premier League seasons have overflowing optimism for the Mikel Arteta-led club, and uh, I'm not quite ready for an inevitable crash. There are two players that I'm looking out for uh, for a successful season. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, having a bounce back here after a tough COVID season, uh, is very important for any campaign to get back into the top four. Um, and then the second player is Ben White, our latest 50 million pound man from Brighton. Uh, he's bringing a lot of hope to our back four for years to come. And pairing him with Gabrielle or Rob Holding should make for a solid defense in front of Leno. And one more, maybe, coming down the pike. James Madison, anyone? Uh, my favorite player is someone that I think many outsiders of uh, Arsenal fell in love with this past summer during Euro 2020, but Bukayo Saka has been our little chili for some time, and he had a fantastic campaign last season. He can play all over the pitch and bring spice to our lineup wherever he is penciled in by Arteta. Again, since I'm ever the optimist, I'm going to say that the Gunners finish in the top four again, get back to uh, Champions League football next season in a surprising fourth place finish. No play in or anything like that for fifth place. A nice win against uh, 
recently promoted Brentford would be uh, a nice way to start the season. And a fun fact, the last time Brentford played in a uh, Premier League match was 1947 against Arsenal. So that should be a fun way to open the season on Friday. Thanks again to everyone that sent in clips, all of those FOFs, sharing their thoughts about the season. You got us excited, and we were already excited, so that's an impressive feat. We're going to try to do more episodes like this in the future. Get more of your thoughts, allow people the opportunity to send in material, collaborate with us on stuff. So look out for that on our socials, and we'll see you next week.